0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 21st of September. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only, so please do your own research contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in at this briefing. If you need to, you can pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer. And if you are listening on a podcast, head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and you can read the disclaimer there. And if you're not a member of Marcus Today and you're listening to this podcast, uh, please, you can always sign up uh, for a trial membership On that website, markus.today.com.au. All right, well, let's get into it. We saw the Dow Jones and the U.S. markets under serious pressure again last night on the back of the Evergrande issue in China, which comes to a head on Thursday with some interest payments due then. China is closed or was closed yesterday. So Hong Kong bore the brunt of that yesterday in terms of their market. And uh, that market fell around 3% with uh, Evergrande under serious pressure again there. And the fear, of course, is that we will see contagion. And as a result, uh, that is certainly making markets very wobbly at the moment. It's not only that, but there are a number of other issues out there at the moment as well, including the debt ceiling in the US, and we've got looming midterm elections next year as well, which is going to make things slightly more tricky for the Democrats if the Republicans make some gains there. So a number of risks out there adding to the fuel of the fire. We saw the Dow Jones close down 614 points, down 1.78%, to 33,970. It was worse at one point and uh, certainly there was a bit of a late rally which made it look a lot better than it actually was. NASDAQ down 2.2%, 330 points to 14,714. And the S&P 500 down 75 points or 1.7%, slightly better than the other two. 43.58, as a result, we're going to see, well, certainly the opening call on the SPY is down around 98 points or 1.36%. This comes on the back of 150 points fall yesterday as well so 98 points to the downside at least from the spy futures as far as commodities go, it was a bit of a wretched night for commodities we saw the oil price come off as you would expect down 1.9% or $1.42 to $73.92 in Brent crude we saw WTI down worse than that 2.33% or $1.68 to $70. Spot 29 U.S. dollars a barrel. Gold was one of the few bright spots in the market last night. At least it's showing its counter cyclicality in terms of that hedging there. <coughs> up twelve point four dollars. Twelve dollars forty to seventeen sixty three. Spot eight zero up 071 of a percent. No such luck though for iron ore down six point seven five percent. Down to ninety four dollars U.S. a ton. Extraordinary to think that it was 230 back in late July, now at $94, $6.80 down. Other commodities as well suffered a similar fate. We had copper down 3.3, nickel down 1.7, aluminium uh, faring better than most down 0.14%, zinc down 2.1, lead down 1.3 and tin down 1% there. So we did see a slight gain in the coal price, which seems to be holding up better than most. Uh, but um, certainly commodity stocks will once again be walloped today uh, with those iron ore stocks under serious pressure especially the second tier stocks i would imagine that are much higher cost producers than the likes of the fortescue's and the bhp's 12 13 bucks us a wet metric ton being their cost as against some of these other guys that make no money at all in fact will losing money hand over fist at these levels and probably have geared up for uh, increased production due to the elevated iron ore price. Here you can see the S&P 500, and as you can see, uh, a late rally from uh, 43.10 to 43.56, 57 spared the blushes, so certainly the the buy-the-dip mentality came into play uh, there. We've got Dow Futures at the moment as we are just heralding the start of our market up around 20-odd points, so a slightly positive take, uh, following through that uh, that big rally on the close. As far as major stories go, uh, COVID-19 toll in US surpasses uh, 1918 pandemic deaths. That's quite scary, isn't it? Uh, the US is up to open air travel to most vaccinated foreigners, and Yellen has warned a failure to raise the debt ceiling soon would likely precipitate a historic financial crisis. Uh, once again, we are seeing brinkmanships and politics being played over this debt ceiling, which is looming. And, of course, the thought of U.S. defaulting on its debt is probably uh, too horrible to imagine and very, very, very unlikely to happen, but they will play politics, no doubt, up till the midnight hour with that one. Senior Democrats are seeking to scale back the $3.5 trillion social spending bill. Passage of bipartisan infrastructure bill may slip past 27th of September deadline and Manchin wants the Democrats to delay reconciliation bill until 2022. Bear in mind that in 2022, we do have the midterm elections, so things start to get even more political in the US in 2022 and make it even harder for the Democrats to get through their agenda. Uh, Chinese lenders weigh provisions and rollovers to deal with the Evergrande liquidity crisis, which should... Well, certainly we will come to a bit of a focal point on Thursday when they have a number of interest payments due on some of their outstanding bonds. But the fear, of course, is that we will see contagion. There is a fear that maybe the Chinese government will let it go and uh, be a lesson to other property developers and other companies in China that have leverage and huge debt piles. Over in Europe, though, things aren't all that rosy. They have an energy crisis going on with high gas prices going through the roof at the moment. Chaos, one commentator called it, and there were worries that it will push up inflation and the risks are undermining the region's recovery and they're complicating policy for officials. A Bloomberg article suggesting home ownership increasingly out of reach globally, with democratic and authoritarian states struggling with the consequences, and Goldman Sachs favoring high-quality secular growth stocks in low-rate environment. I'm not sure what high-quality secular growth stocks are, but I'm sure if you ask Goldman's nicely, they will tell you. And US regulators approved the first test that distinguishes rapidly and reliability between bacterial and viral infections. As far as what's on today goes, well, it's going to be obviously a bloodbath. So uh, we will see uh, certainly initially that 100 point fall the spy is suggesting uh, take uh, out a lot of players. The question, I guess, is whether you buy the dip and it will be revealed, I suspect, when we look to Asia as the morning unfolds. If we again see Hong Kong struggling and Evergrande in trouble, then uh, that will certainly take any buyers out of the market. But we do have RBA minutes today. They're being released from the meeting earlier this month. And the Reserve Bank of New Zealand looking at more muted rate rises, maybe only 25 basis points. They were getting quite aggressive with their talk about rate rises, but given the backdrop at the moment, maybe they will temper that talk. And IGO, the artist formerly known as Independence Group, has secured a win with its due diligence on Western areas. It now has four weeks to look at the key project, the key project being the new Odysseus mine in WA. And Australia, OS Aus Services, AST, AusNet Services, now in play with Brookfield bid at $2.50. The question, I guess, is who else will join the fray? They've got eight weeks of due diligence. The key to it will be Singapore Power, which owns 31%, and State Grid of China, which owns 19.7%. So over 51% around that level owned by two shareholders. So they clearly will be the key to getting that Brookfield bid across the line. Bitcoin down more than 7%. Overnight to close at around $43. Actually, it never closes. $43,700. $43, Bitcoin is one of the few markets that trades 24 7. Tesla down 3.9% in the US. Amazon 3.1% down. Apple 2.1%. And it's hip to be square down 2.2%. With that NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange, FANG plus index falling 3.2%. Over in the US, we saw BHP drop 2.7% and Rio down at 2.9%. 10-year yields in Australia and the US nearly back to parity. US 1.31, Australia 1.3. Germany still negative 0.32%. Kathmandu results today as well. Revenue. Up 15.1 percent, net profit 63.4, which was up 615 percent on last year. Rip curl, the star there, final dividend of three cents. But the market will be concerned about the outlook guidance with the first half FY22 expected to be low to be below FY21 first half. So clearly, COVID having an impact there on Kathmandu, very much in the travel sector side of things. The ACCC is lamenting the transurban monopoly that it now has on Sydney roads after buying the remaining portion of West Connect yesterday. And one uh, article in the AFR today is considering that uh, the three huge infrastructure buyouts that are in play at the moment could be a signal for the top of the market. What are those huge infrastructure events in play at the moment? Oh, of course, there's Sydney Airport, there's now uh, AusGrid, And there's now also Spark Infrastructure as well, SPI, all in play. And AMP Capital has hired Macquarie to help it retain control of its wholesale office fund. Question of the day today, do you think we've seen the top of the ASX 200 this year? Topping around 76.28, I think, was the top this year. Uh, So have we seen the top, or is this just a minor blip, and we will be back with normal service resumed as soon as possible. That's it for me today. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of lively debate over there today regarding the market as it uh, considers its next move, and that to the downside. But it's a great group, uh, around 3,500 members, and members helping members is the motto there. If you're listening to this or watching this and you're not a member of the Marcus Today community, the question is why not? Uh, head on over to marcustoday.com.au and you can sign up for a free 14-day trial there and see what we have to offer. We'd love to have you on board. That's it for me today. Have a great day. As work great as you can, I guess. <laughs>